Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is uh, up, everybody? Welcome to the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. I mean, there's energy in the room. There's energy in the air. If Brendan Vote is back, Brendan Vote is back to Wednesday. So back. We are so back, guys. We got a great show for you lined up today. We're here in Studio A, first of all. The lounge. Yeah, I haven't been down here for. I think it was game five. It still smells. Faintly of stale champagne and happy tears. That one black and mild I lit without permission. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I smell that. And that was actually hilarious. That it wasn't it, thought out. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild how the light of day can shine uh, on some decisions. It would have been epic, though, if the sprinklers went off in the bar p- packed with people that night. That would have been actually a really cool thing that could have happened. That's what I was going for. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Uh, guys. Today, we have a great show for you lined up because we have some crazy off-season, deep off-season topics for you. I want to ask, you know, there's always a scapegoat. And yeah. if things go bad for the Nuggets, who is like... like oh, the, I'm not, <laughs> not on the show. Too real. <laughs> who is positioned to be the scapegoat? <laughs> well, that might, might be a better topic, to be honest. With you. Let's let's the first the right, he's right. right. Let's go here. Kale's ahead of you. Come on. Man. I do. He's on vacation. He's on vacation. Someone's got to be the squid. You know? <laughs> Super scapegoat. No, for the Nuggets, you guys. For the oh, Nuggets. Who's okay. in position for everyone to say it's all his fault if something bad happens to the Nuggets? Um more importantly, who's standing in Jamal Murray's way? This is the year he's going to be an all-star, I think. But then you start going through the list, and you're like, it's going to actually be pretty tight. It's going to be hard. This is the thing. that th- These conversations never come with the actual reality of the limited number of spots available. It's just like, this guy feels like an all-star. Oh, yeah. He's been an all-star. Dude, it's because, like, you know how when you're just feeling it, you things are blowing, like, oh, Murray, he's a lock for all-star. All-star, and then, like, Hall of Fame. Then the All-Star game is not for like another seven months, and by then the feelings will all be gone, sure, you know, and sure, we'll be sure. living in a prisoner of a new moment. Uh, um, we're going to talk about the most ethical championship. Let's go. Let's go. I can't wait. We're going to rank that in our list. top five. Dude, we don't win. We win the right way. We do win the right <laughs> way. <laughs> and they then lastly, we're going to really put ourselves through the ringer where we're going to snake draft teams we don't hate. First round might oh be kind of easy. Do we have That's to... going to become harder and harder. Hold on. Do we have to stay in the NBA? Yeah, because this is going to be impossible for me. <laughs> Shanghai Sharks, you're like I'm all in on them. <laughs> no, I'd be like the Broncos. Like, the Broncos, but no. I don't even know if they'll make my NBA list, teams. We're going to make ourselves really uncomfortable. Um, but first, let me as- introduce my esteemed panel, all showing off their legs today in studio. A look who it is. It's D Line Co. What's up, guy? Uh, here for my legs. <laughs> That's rough. Do you want to start? <laughs> really rough. What was that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm put off by the idea of the legs in general, as you know. Uh, but I'm happy to be here, guys. Yeah, you are happy to be here. Well, Carol's in the chat. She Let's says go, she likes the legs. Oh, the legs. Here the they legs are, stay. Carol. Asking you shall receive. Brendan Vote. <laughs> Wore the Showtime shirt today because uh, that's yeah, just kind of how I'm feeling inside. And Damn. dressing should be an expression of, of how you feel. You know what I mean? Oh, also, it's a great hat, man. I really like that. Oh, thanks, dude. I dig yeah. that one. Um, I want to warm up and spend a lot of time on the Jamal Murray thing, so we're going to do that segment, too. I want to start with a downer. We'll pick ourselves up oh, as we go. Cool. Every year, there's a scapegoat. It's somebody's fault. It's somebody's fault when it, something goes wrong. Maybe the Nuggets get off to a slow start. Yep. You know, Maybe there's a trend, a statistical trend, like the bench not being good. Yep. So... Maybe that's it. I don't know. I will say, the longer I think about this, the more I'm like, I think the bench is going to be average. Perfect. Uh, what? I know. I'm talking Dynasty! myself in the um, When I say scapegoat, guys, who is in the unfortunate position in your mind to, at this very moment, be most likely to be the scapegoat Bro. for the Nuggets Bro. if things go poorly? Bro. 
There's one answer. There's an obvious. There's one? only I one agree. answer. Uh, if we were if we were allowed to bet on this, maybe we can we can talk to our friends at Bet Three Six Five. Can we bet on who the scapegoat is? Minus one thousand. That high? I don't think it'd be that high. Reggie Jackson. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Now, here's the thing that's interesting about this thought experiment, guys. We have been skeptical of Reggie Jackson, right? right? We've talked about maybe Jalen Pickett replaces him. Maybe they will, whatever. But here's the thing. Doesn't by doing this exercise kind of prove that Reggie Jackson is in a very tight spot, a very difficult spot? Yeah. That it's like, hey, man, we, we might be setting ourselves up to overreact to him and blame him for things that aren't his fault. Totally. And this second unit is on an incredible run of not looking great and point guards taking the blame. And I th- think there's a lot to that, you know, but it's probably not going to be a super awesome unit. And the one thing everyone really hoped would change, you know, once Bruce left was the backup guard spot. And it really didn't. So I think the the other thing is there's the potential Malone dynamic of he really leans on Reggie quite a lot, not just playing him, but leaning on him early, trusting Yvette. And I think sometimes when scapegoat really starts to happen here in Denver, it has a lot to do with who Malone is playing too much, almost more mm, so yeah. than what they're individually responsible for. Totally. The, the larger question, if it's like right, basically, to, for the, to blame the loss of a team on one guy. It, it never, never is. It never is. <laughs> well, That's the whole well, point. The scapegoat rarely is. is. The scape- I'll give Mason Plumley one. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, I mean, yes. The, That's true. The, the scapegoat is, uh, is always... Well, I guess Will Barton wore that crown pretty Hell proudly yeah. as a starter, which is pretty yeah. remarkable. It's usually somebody off the bench, usually somebody that really honestly doesn't have enough time to even affect the game. But there's just that one guy you can be like, oh, man, if we could. Uh, Reggie Jackson, guaranteed. Sorry, Reggie. I'm just preparing you. Um, the other. Do you want to talk about other? Well, candidates? hold on. I want to stay here for one okay. thing because vote raised a great point. Point guard. Like if you're a power forward. You might just float. Like, Zeke yes. will be on this list maybe yeah, later he's got on. The, he's got but, the ball in his hands. Yeah, but the point guard is like, you get blamed for everyone else being like, Zeke Naji shooting poor. Well, the point guard's not setting him up, That's man. It. He's not getting easy shots. You know, the point guard in particular is more likely. And then of I was course. thinking about this. We all loved Monte. Who else have we loved as backup point guard? Uh, I mean, there haven't been that many, but well, ironically, Jameer Nelson. We hated Jameer. Faku. Yeah, I liked Jameer personally, but the fan base hated him because he was playing more in front of Moody right. and That's this or that. Yeah. Uh, but I, and ironically, they who they hated at backup point guard was Bruce Brown, <laughs> the guy that we can't like we're yeah. hamstrung by not having it. But I, I do, I do think that's it. I think there's been a a and by the way, the point guard bears some responsibility. You've just had a unit that has failed multiple tests right. across two three years. And the, I think the easiest thing to do is to point at the floor general and say, why don't you have this looking different? All right. So who's number two? I think number one was easy. Just, again, not this isn't even commentary on Reggie. It's more the no, spot no, he's we, in. Listen, it's, we're not saying we don't like Reggie Jackson. We can, we've seen into the future. We know how you, the fan base, reacts to certain things. I don't. I mean, it's like I, I'm, Reggie already got a little bit. Uh, I, well, I will say this about Reggie because I really love Pickett, as you guys know. After, well, after first su- I'm hearing of but this. after summer league, I think I'm actually a little bit lower on Pickett. No, not on Pickett as a player, oh. but on his ability to break into the lineup. Yes. I, I, I say I, I agree. I just think that his style of play in particular is I so agree. unique that it's going to be hard. Like you don't yes. just give him one game and it's like right. everything's great. Right. So and you I, have to you have to really buy in on the idea that the second unit is picket ball right. time. Like you gotta really build around that concept. And I think he can fit in on in I do too. on not on on not playing that style. I just don't think he can in one game. Like I think it's gonna he's gonna need reps. But we might be riding or dying with Reggie this year, and I just think we like, mentally almost want to prepare Sounds for that. Sounds like we're riding with Reggie. That's what I'm saying. Like, you want to ride. You don't want to be the We're like, riding, well, baby. I, one of the worst ways to be an analyst or a fan is to like predict a bad thing and then sit and like root on that. And wait be, for it to happen. No, well, root for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I can't wait for Reggie to but ruin like this for so I can else. be right. Yeah, you're just wait, waiting in the yeah. wing. I told you. Yeah, I told you. I knew it. I was right. All right, who's number two? I think it is Michael Porter Jr. I will point to the chat who was very quick to bring him up. And I think obviously a small sample size, but that's wild too. I think whether or not this is how it should work, by the way, you guys know my feelings on the situation. You mean the fact you're wearing the Showtime shirt? What makes you say? Yeah, (laughs) that. 
I the when you're talking about scapegoatism, contracts matter. And yeah. yes. it shouldn't matter. Always. I know. The Nuggets just won a title as constructed with that starting five. But let's say hypothetically, I'm not expecting this, but let's say hypothetically, Porter is struggling in the first half of the year. The chat in our shows will be bringing up the contract for Get sure. They'll be bringing up the contract. And so, by I, the way, I love the idea of like, when you sign him that contract, we'll see if he lives up to it. They won a title. They won a literally title. doesn't. Like, he, he they lived up to it. Lived up to he it. He gets injured and doesn't play again. Lived up to the, t- the t- contract. Yeah, <laughs> how I feel. But yeah. I don't think that's how it's going to be treated as yeah, we go. The not. other thing is, I think while I feel better about the floor than ever, it is also fair to say to expect a little more from Porter. Like, okay, is a leap coming? Yep, he did more than enough last year. Can he literally leap? But a lot of potential, a lot of money. It is also okay to just sort of sit back and wonder, is he going to get better? Can we expect him to get better? And if he doesn't, should he be held to, to, to that standard? You're right. Obviously, MPJ, a very big focal point uh, for the Denver Nuggets fans. And I will say the last vision we had of him was like less than we were expecting in the finals. Yeah. You know, he we won the finals, and he was a big reason we got even got to that place. Obviously, um, but you're right; they they could. You did hear people. You heard little whispers, some frustration, and the team won the championship. Right. So it's they won the they won the championship handedly. So let me give you. Here's what's funny about Michael Porter Jr. He was what the 14th pick, right? He actually has lived up to every contract he has had in the NBA. Yep. When he was on a rookie contract, he played two out of four years, and he played those two years at a very good level for the 14th pick. I would argue that in those two years, he had like close to a Gary Harris-level impact, if not higher peaks, maybe slightly lower values or valleys, but he was on a rookie-scale rookie contract. Zeke Nagy, for example in his first three seasons has played fewer minutes than Michael Porter did in his first three seasons, despite the fact that one of those he didn't even play. So on his rookie contract, he's actually lived up to it. In his one max year contract, the Nuggets won an NBA championship with him as a very key player, the third leading star. Well, was it the stated goal? So I think what people are thinking about is more, well, going forward, if he only plays every other year, this or that. And I would just argue and say, Wait till it happens, man. Thank Just you. wait till it happens. Pre-complaining about a thing that hasn't happened. He's lived up to every contract he has had Thank so you. far. And they won a championship. They got. They finished the goal. No one's ever done that here before. They never have. By All the right. way, if you're new to the show, this does not reflect my feelings on Michael Porter Jr. Just but, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, but no I will say this. Show at this I stage. actually don't even understand if you throw those caveats out that I just think are very, again, logically taught. I would say I still don't get why he would be the scapegoat. Think about it this way. Michael Porter is actually a very consistent player in the regular season. The only way he could be a scapegoat, he gets hurt or something, and then but then it's like weird to make a guy a scapegoat because yeah, he's getting hurt. Yeah, but I'm just saying, play-wise, he's not going to be bad. We want him to make a leap, and I don't know if he will. But if he doesn't make a leap, guess what he's going to do? Shoot the three ball really well. Have an incredible on-off plus-minus because he's going to play with the starters a lot and not with the bench, and it's going to look amazing. He's going to rebound. He's going to make plays. I actually don't think... He would not be on my list, not of what should be, but what will be, because okay. I yeah. don't cool. think he'll be a scapegoat. The, the only way scapegoats happen is with failure, and I don't think the Nuggets' starting unit can have yeah, failure. I agree. Yeah. Like, That's if, well said. If the team starts losing a lot, maybe, but I, I, I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so the next guy, who would be the next guy on your guys' list? Uh, Zeke. Does you agree with this? I think so. I Kay. think so. Yes. Yeah, Zeke Naji stepping up into what we expect mm. to be a larger role this year. But it's it's the bench, man. Almost always, because of the Nuggets construction, their starting unit is just airtight. It's just like, what are you going to be? You can't be mad about somebody in that starting unit. They've shown that they're probably the best unit in the entire NBA. So tough to get mad there. People can do it. <laughs> I know that there, there's a lot of mental gymnastics you can uh, achieve when you're angry, but this be, the bench unit has been frustrating for the ever, forever. Every bench unit in the NBA is frustrating. That's why they're bench players and not starting players. But like, there's a good chance that you know Zeke comes in. That a lot of these guys are going to be vying for what is perceived as Bruce Brown's minutes in his position. 
So there'll be a lot of like looking at like what Bruce Brown's value was in the playoffs and being like, why can't you know Zeke? It's you just get mad because it feels like a step down. I, I, me and the, the folks at Bet Three Six Five, we actually did talk about this earlier. Me and Bet Three Six Five, we put this at minus one fifty. Really. That's really high. That's more likely than not that he will be the scapegoat. Well, but it, in, in context of the minus 1,000 for Reggie Jackson. Okay. What do you think? Is he the next most likely guy? I'm going to throw a name out there that this might seem incongruent with everything we've been saying and predicting over the last couple of months. And still, Michael Malone. No, really? Yeah. Oh, no I've thought way. about this a lot. I don't know. I, I, thought, I disagree. You know what, though? Okay. Teflon Mike? Should, <laughs> should it be Michael Malone after that playoff run? Absolutely not. Do Warriors fans give a yeah, shit? Yeah, I know. No, no, they got Kerr. They think Steve yeah. Kerr should be fired. Yeah, he's an idiot. So I do think that if it's December and the defense is annoying oh, and they man. lose three games in a row. Wow. Peyton Watson hasn't played yet just gonna, for some reason. Yeah, they're like, and he keeps playing Reggie. You know what? And you're just so play right the hits, this. baby. Play you're the right hits. about this. People are always ready to... Fire back up the fire Malone machine. It's oh, really like there were some Heat fans that were like, "What is Spolster doing, man?" <laughs> Here's the thing, though. As much as you are pretty right about the logic you got there, I actually think there's somebody in front of him for the exact same reasons. And this is why, for me, probably number two on my what? list would have been Calvin Booth. Whoa. Now, Calvin has an enormous Bro. range of outcomes because he can either be even more thought of as like a super genius. I mean, again, he is one for one on being a GM and winning championships. So if things go well and his young players, they, you know, everything's going to go well, he's going to be looked at as a genius. But we've only heard the national media talk about the Nuggets in the offseason a few times so far. And the only one I can really think about is Brian Windhorst saying that the Nuggets had a horrible offseason. <laughs> a horrible offseason. Why? Because they didn't bring in any vets and they got young players. If the Nuggets get off to a slow start and the bench doesn't look good and these young players like Peyton Watson are not coming through in a way and the bench looks just like it did last year, by the way, when everyone was like, what a bench that they've assembled. By the playoffs, it was what a bench. But if it looks the exact same, minus eight per 100 possessions or whatever, people are going to look around and say, how did Calvin Booth bring this back in a title <laughs> defense year? I think even Michael Malone playing guys, I think people will rationalize it oh by saying... God. Well, what do you expect Malone to do? He's only been handed rookies and Dude, unproven I'm, players. I'm so pre-outraged at these hypothetical idiots. <laughs> Who do you think you are, you hypothetical idiots? Oh, we're How so can bad. you say that? <laughs> do you, now, given that argument vote, does it change how you view the Malone thing? Like, Malone might have a shield? I actually just think that there's, like, an immediacy thing of a fan base going to a coach. Yeah, that is We're like the boo thing, the argument sound, but you have to like sit and think about it long enough. And I think it's more of an emotional, immediate, like, why did you play that guy again? And that's just going to happen every year. I, I, don't, I, I don't think you can escape it. I just think Malone, though, if there, you're right that nobody does have full immunity as a coach. I think he has as close to immunity as you can, oh, though. He's just like, he should at every moment, like, a lot, like, he should wear just polos and, and, Three-quarter zips and allow just a little bit of the tattoo to be seen. <laughs> just flashing every now and then. Hey, yeah, like in the in the like, huddle. Oh, just like I just like your idea that he becomes I just like that he becomes a little bit more Queen's Mike every every year. Like this year Mikey I wouldn't Diamond. mind if he did have a little necklace. No, I, <laughs> like, you know? I think I think we need to call him like Mikey Gold. <laughs> Mikey Gold. Um, and then the last one for me would be Peyton Watson. I mean, the Nuggets, look, man, they kind of need him to be good. And if he's just not, for whatever reason, and that bench unit is struggling, I do think that he will be a guy there. The fan base goes from very excited to why isn't he making the leap we all said. And I do think that fan bases are kind of the Nuggets fan base is almost projecting the leap any player makes in one year. Like they're they're extrapolating too much. I think the guy people think Peyton Watson will be this year is the guy he'll be next year. If that yeah. makes sense. The thing that I I don't think people usually get mad at defensive first players though, like what if he's not though? Well, if he's if he's bad at defense, I I just don't I don't think that's possible unless I, he gets hurt. No, I think he can be bad at the the cerebral part of defense. Like, can he be bad at rotation, misrotations, possible and blown assignments? I, I I I see what you're saying. I I'll throw another name into the hat okay. in the ring though, Justin Holiday. I mean, if he plays, yeah. That's what I mean. I, Could he be like Jeff Green or something where you're right, like, oh, that's the, that's the like, oh, and then you're like, oh, why is this guy getting minutes and P-Watt isn't or whatever? <laughs> I'm going like, to Malone if that's the case. 
I can't. Yeah, I think right to Malone. I think go straight to First Malone. of all, I might personally go to Malone at that point. <laughs> just, like, come on, man. Look, really? We know we talked about the jersey thing. Just hear me out for a second. Oh man, uh, I'm so mad. I do think going back to the Zeke thing, it is whoever whoever is. <laughs> I love the angry. Straw man, oh, straw man got to How could you guys be saying <laughs> this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like I know, literally. Uh, there hasn't been a basketball game played you know, since the last one where they won the. Uh, hold on. Time out. Us giggling about this, though, this is the real difference between last year and this year. This is the real difference between a championship team. Is that we're all laughing at how ridiculous these things are because yeah. our life is too perfect right now. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, it? it actually is beautiful. It's beautiful. Last man. year, we would have been really mad. Like, gosh, dang it. This yeah, year, we're like, ah. Yeah, because like we've been, it has been revealed to us that our dreams were not dreams. Yeah. They were just a mere vision into the future, into a brighter future that we now live in. And now we live in this future. How could we be mad? Yeah, how could we? We'll do, we'll do it, though. Man, Justin Holiday, get, get your shit together. I do think whoever the backup <laughs> center is, so Zeke or even if DeAndre Jordan uh, plays I'm initially. so mad. Just because they're so not mad. Jokic. <laughs> well, this was a fun experiment. Yeah, We're all going to be furious by the time this well, is Well, that's the nature of sports. Fear. I mean, can you imagine if we just float through next season just like we're like eh. no hey man look the warriors did the 73 win i mean they didn't finish it off but that second year after the title was the vibes year yeah would you rather that or oh, would you rather bro. just another like hey they got a fight they're underdogs everybody counted out and then they do go I 16 want, and 4 do i want misery or elation let me think about no this. i'm just uh, saying it's not, but it was elation when like everyone counted the I, nuggets I, out and then they just punked everyone in the playoffs do i want to feel good every day or just extra good one day Extra good at the end, yeah. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna feel. I'm. I'm ready to feel good. You're ready for us like a seventy Dude, win, I, a sixty-five I, win. We're season. living the Smuggets era. I'm looking to. Oh, the true Smuggets. I want. I've said this. I want other teams to hate the oh. Nuggets by year end. <laughs> I'm just. Just close your eyes when they play defense in October. Just yeah. Give it a give it a couple hey, of years. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with D-Line. The the Lakers in 2000 yeah. eked it out out 2001. Steamrolled everybody. Dude, I want, like I sometimes want, it happens. That I want year. Lakers Twitter to like f- just get fixated on the Nuggets. And they uh, make like, yeah. They're like, oh, eh, the chicken. They have all like these things they yeah. post, and we're just like, ah. Oh, they all go viral because yeah, there's dude. so many of them. They and think like, they're funny. And they, what they have to do is they start have to start focusing on like Jamal Murray's girlfriend and stuff. Like what we do, with, <laughs> like what we do with Patrick Mahomes. We're like, yeah. God damn, he's too good. His his wife though. <laughs> 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 That's what I want. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All righty, let's uh, take our first break. On the other side, let's talk about Jamal the All-Star. This episode of DNVR Nuggets is brought to you by BetterHelp. Therapy is important. It's not always convenient, but it can be with BetterHelp because it's designed to be. It's entirely online, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just got to fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I think we've come a long way in society with destigmatizing oh, yes. this. But there's more to go. There's more room to go. And if you have thought about therapy and you're on the fence for any reason, do consider betting help as a starting point because of that convenience and that flexibility. And that's the world we live in in 2023, being able to do things from yeah, Zoom, man. from your home. It's I think that's going to be built into life and it's not going anywhere. Um, and so don't let, in that sense, access be the barrier between you and mental health treatment. Take that step. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DNVR today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash DNVR. Yeah, you're like your only strategy for dealing with anger in your life can't just be directing it at Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> that seemed, That's what, what I do. Basically. That seemed to work fine for you. <laughs> do you do I seem like I'm in a good place? Do you think you're going to hate... Nurkic, you know what? No, I don't even. He's kind of like irrelevant. You know? I know. I, that's, I need to find. All I need, of our foes have been. So I need a scapegoat. I need a new scapegoat. All right. Well, listen. You guys know I'm not a professional gambler, but you know I like to dabble. You know what I really love? The live in-game betting. And did you know Bet365? They pioneered live in-game betting, Ooh. and today Bet365 offers the widest range of games and markets available for live in-game betting. We're talking 80 million users worldwide. They've got 780,000 events each year that are streamed, and they're the proud partner of the Colorado Rockies. Turn $1 right now into $200 of bonus bets when you join Bet365. Download the app, deposit $10, and claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. Download the Bet365 app now. Use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. 
All righty, we're back. Segment two, DNVR Nuggets. We're going to talk now about Jamal Murray because I think, and I said, and Zach Lowe even sat in this very chair when we had him on the show and was like, Jamal will be an all-star next year, even if he averages 19 points per game. And we all were feeling it because Jamal was coming off of like 15 of the best games he's ever played in his life en route to demolishing some of the greatest players in the in the league currently. I like I loved when he did that. I did love when he did that as well. By the way, shouts to C.T. Fazio. Did you see he posted that, that the, maybe the greatest moment of the entire playoff run yes. really was, was it game two with Murray, yes. but it wasn't just Murray. It was also Michael Porter. It was a, just caught fire and just like put that game pretty much on ice. Oh, that was such a fun moment. But... As you start to go through the names, it's actually so freaking hard. Now, here's where we start. There's 11 spots, okay? Let me give you the guys who are locks, in my opinion, locks. Like, Jamal Murray could average 30. I still think it would be hard for him to overtake. First of all, Jokic, okay? You guys agree so far? Yeah, I'm in. Steph Curry. Okay, fine. Again, assuming, I'm assuming health. Steph Curry is just a lock. Lock. LeBron James. Lock. Heard of him. Luka Doncic. Lock. Lock. Lock a Doncic. All right. Nice. Here's where, here's where I, I still think yes, but Devin Booker. Well, he's in. Wasn't he, his first all-star appearance was last year, right? No, it was before that. No, it was before he's that. Been he's a, a lock. He's a lock. He scores like 30 a game, and he shoots like a ridiculous And he's a perimeter guy. He's a lock. No, no, no. I think Booker is a lock. He's a I lock. think Kevin Durant's a lock. I yeah. do, too. And... Damian Lillard is a near lock, but I still Ooh, think it's a lock. He might not be in well, the Western Conference. I was ask. Oh. I've been going for a while. He might not be in the Western Conference. Any updates, sir? Is he still? Uh, he doesn't. Is he a Blazer still? He's, he's still, still a Blazer. Blazer. Okay, cool. yeah. All right. Sorry I asked. <laughs> you know, but he's loyal, though. Well, yeah, it's not easy for him to leave. Yeah. But if he's out West, he's in, he's in the conversation. So, I feel so like I like this. end of work every day. So I'm we're like, going to call loyal. this. It's not easy for me to leave. <laughs> we're going to call this five and a half because we're not sure if Dame will be in the West. Or okay. Not. All right. All right. Now let's go into the competition. So we're at roughly five and a half spots. Yep. Shea Gilgis Alexander who, let's just go ahead and say it, is going to have better regular season stats yeah, than, than I, Murray, yeah. in large part because he, he doesn't have a co-star like Jokic has, like Murray has Jokic. I, I can't sign off on that. Why? You're, you're talking about who is a better player, but yeah. I'm saying who is going to have the better all-star case. Well, I'm using who's a better player as to who could have a better season. You have to put yourself outside of Eric's brain and into the mind of NBA voters. And just let me say this. What well, would you guess, say that... Uh, that Chet doesn't eat into a lot of SGA. I mean, listen, we don't know, we know what that team looks like. Let me, just, let me just ask, how many points do you think Shea scored last year? 25. 31 and a half. He's good. I'm, listen, I'm not <laughs> saying he's that good. It's not like he's a but, little bit above Murray in but scoring. He thing, scored 10 more points But here's the thing about Jamal Murray that I know from watching him all this time is that this is the first season he's going to be coming in healthy, a good point. inspired, and uh, in like... I want to kill you, shape. The man has been working out all off season in a way that we've never seen before. He's sure, like he has been around a lot. Dude, he's been practicing. Like he has the taste for it now, and we know what he's capable of. Like, and he, he has the playoff thing. Like here's the thing. Here's Murray's case: is that the guys that you could say he's in the same tier of when you're making a case for all star, you're gonna be. You're gonna have to ask yourself. Yeah, but did those guys do what Murray does at his peak? And the answer for all of these guys, including Shea, is going to be no. No, but. Is it close enough to be able to make that? I, I just think 31 points yeah, like Shade. Yeah. I, I, my like sincere belief is that we are going to see a regular season Murray like we have never seen in mm. Denver, Colorado this year. Because I love that. I, my I, body's I, ready. I just don't. We, listen, he came in at his highest peak after the bubble, and then he admitted like he just took all, a ton of time off, did not come, came into the season out of shape, wasn't like really ready to go, was, you know, didn't see a lot uh, what we wanted out of him. Then he gets hurt. There's just like something that has like prevented him from having the ascension that has followed into the regular season each time. There is no reason this time why he can't hit his playoff levels in the regular season. I'd just be shocked if his statistical case is better than SGA's. We'll I, I, I'm with Adam on this one. But I, the larger point, of course, I subscribe to. I'm betting Jamal, dude. I'm oh, betting Jamal. Over, over Shea. So if there was one spot left, you're just going to, under your head, you would say, I, I'll bet Jamal I, gets it over Shea next year. I believe that Jamal Murray has really, truly arrived on the scene in the NBA this year in a way that he had not before. Like, he was a nice story um, when he was doing the it, dueling Donovan Mitchell. Ultimately, they failed. Like, they couldn't quite get the job done. And, like, now he's really truly arrived and people really yeah. truly look at him the way that we have and i think that there is something that there is a reverberation we're going to get off of the playoffs that was fueling zach lowe's 
confidence that I share. Like, people are going to look at these guys differently. Like, Jamal Murray is just immediately starts in a higher tier now. I just don't know if Shea... It's There's possible. still spots. There's still spots. It's possible. Let me go through, because we were at five and a half. That, to me, makes six and a half. Let me just give you a half one here, and it goes to the front court. Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson, I think one of them will have it. One of them won't play enough games, and one of them will, and that guy will get in. Then, Again, as the, the court... Give me AD, then. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying... I, Collectively, yep. Yep. that'll turn into one. I'll give yep. you another one: Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I just doubt they either one of. I doubt both of them play enough minutes. I do think there's a chance that one of them does, and they'll get in. Kawhi will get in. So that gets us up to seven, eight. We're at eight. There's three spots left. Here, here we go. Here's where it gets really fun. Anthony Edwards. This is an interesting one because I do think, as far as guys, you're projecting some sort of, sort of observable leap onto. Very comfortable doing that with Ant. I just think that playoff experience, I think, was really effing good for him. And I just, like a guy like that getting to taste that and succeed on that stage, I think probably informs how his offseason looks, how the start of his season looks. And I also just think he's insanely good and talented to begin with. So this is an interesting one. I would prepare for Anthony Edwards to be a considerably different candidate this time around than he was last year. Yes, and I, I will say also, I think that we are higher on Anthony Edwards than the average you think? person on the East Coast. You think? Because we watched him hmm. very He's so up charismatic, close. though, man. No, like, we saw him up This is what I'm saying with series. the Jamal thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't pay attention to everything that's happening. You don't watch every series so closely. You don't watch Minnesota games that closely. We, <clears throat> we saw him up close in that playoff series, and everybody that wasn't already in on him was like, oh, this guy's different. Like, this guy made a leap. Like, this guy is... First off, clearly the son of Michael Jordan. We won't get into that, but he very, is like, very clearly. But he uh, is. But it's like, oh, this is the. But this is the same leap I'm talking about. The leap that we feel for Anthony Edwards, everybody will experience for Jamal. Hmm. Yeah, eight, nine. Ten. So we are at by my count. I follow your logic. Nine and a half. Dame being in the West that makes it ten. Dame getting traded into the East that makes nine. So we're at nine and a half. Here's where I think I personally have. Murray making it because there is one or two spots and that's before maybe there's more injuries. Maybe there's fewer injuries and like all these guys like Kawhi and Paul George and and then it becomes really tough. But logic tells us one or two of these guys are going to fall out. Here's where I think you firmly s- slot Murray above the rest of the names. De'Aaron Fox. Wait, yeah. yep. De'Aaron Fox had an unbelievable regular Unreal. season a la a Shea Gilgis-Alexander but below. Right. But I think Murray and Fox are thought of more similarly comp- comparable players. Maybe it's because they're both 6'5 and went to... Although Shea was also at Kentucky. Yeah. Huh? Man, what a weird... That's yeah. really weird. I do, I do think this is the one where what Eric was talking about absolutely vaults him yeah. in the public eye above. Yes. And the funny thing is Fox was great in the playoffs last year but they, I know, but really they lost in the first yeah, round. Yeah, Fox he was, was really great. good. Yes, but they're, they're still like a cute little story. Yeah. Um, Bradley Beal. No. Can we not talk about this one? I, just, I honestly don't think he'll have like, I mean, I don't know. There's one ball. So until you know that they can figure that out. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, that's the all. Like, those guys are all going to get so overrated. It's going to be so annoying, man. Um, I don't think he'll get it, though. But but I still think there. Yeah, you have DeMontis Sabonis, who I feel like the shine on him because he had such a bad Dude, playoffs. Dude, he got roughed. That oh. shine is gone, bro. He's, He's got to rear the shine, yeah. You've got Jaron Jackson Jr., who could yeah. go either way because there's no jaw, so he might be the best player. Desmond Bain is also in this jaw. list. Like Memphis, to me, I actually think Memphis is going to be a top-four seed by the All-Star break, and it's rare for a team there not to get one. And does Bain, Very and rare. Does Bain get a boost because Jaws suspended? Jaws so out. Bain is the Memphis representative. Or Marcus Smart, if you. I don't well, think it'll be him, yeah, but you but never I, know. Sure. But one of those David three Roddy. guys, I just think it's going to be very weird if you're a top four seed and you don't get an all star. I'll go ahead and say I think it's Jaron Jackson Jr., but we'll have to see. After that, you've got, oh, Brandon Ingram, who puts up crazy numbers. And if Zion doesn't play. Pelicans are probably going to get a Brandon Ingram. He's also got that L.A. thing. Shout out chat there. He's got that L.A. thing where all the Lakers fans still vote for him. I guess so. I don't think that there's a big push for B.I. I think he's actually like pretty ignored. But you think? But yeah. I do think there's a I do think there's a conceivable world where Pelicans look good again by midseason, and a large part of it is Brandon Ingram. And so it's that same argument: Are these guys not represented at All Star Weekend? And if he, they are, then it's probably him. Man. So. Remember how excited they were to draft Zion Williamson and like 
He's because he's an awesome dominant I player. Know, and then like, like what this has turned into, it's like yeah. such a mess. Uh, Josh Giddy, I don't think OKC's getting two nope. All Stars. Nope. Uh, Lowry Markkinen, who got in last year, Utah might be sneaky good, and they like same thing if they're like a five or six I would seed. Be, by the end. Lowry should will probably make it. You think he will? Yeah. Over Jaron Jackson, maybe. Jared Jackson, improved, he won most improved player. I'm really interested yeah, about Jared Jackson's defensive player. I'm really interested about Larry's incoming season because he looked um, really good in international play right before yeah. that year. And it's, you know, he's been in the league long enough that you don't necessarily think about leaps anymore, but he might just be a lot better than we thought. You got John Collins, who I think is clearly below the list, although who knows? Maybe like in Utah, he's actually awesome and has just been ruined by Trey, and we don't. He could be that guy that we're yeah. like, what? He's great? We didn't yeah. know. Yeah. And then Fred Van Vliet in Houston. Freddie Velvet. He might just get a million shots. He puts up numbers. He shoots crazy for <laughs> three. No way. No way dude. <laughs> I'll no eat way. my hand. <laughs> I'll eat a, I'll uh, eat a bowl so full of velvet. Yeah. From doing this exercise now, guys, we slotted him in ahead of Fox. Anthony Edwards, Jaron Jackson Jr., Carl Anthony Towns, we didn't even mention, Sabonis, well, Ingram, and Bain. It wasn't, wasn't an accident. This is a lot of players who I think, if you just told me either or, I take Murray every single time. But if you told me Murray or the whole field, then yeah. it's like maybe below 50%. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? Because maybe one of those guys, just Lowry Markinen, gets in more shots or whatever. So I say all that to say, I stand by what we all felt six weeks ago, that even if he averages 20 points per game, he'll get that bump as long as the Nuggets are playing well. But I will say this. Oh, I Kyrie do think Irving. He, I, I do think, oh, and Kyrie. Yeah, good <laughs> call, chat. I think Kyrie might be a little bit harder. He might get the vote, though. The, the fan vote part of it is Although what? the coach, now they've lowered it, so you don't just get okay. the fan vote. But he's I, a name worth mentioning. I think this is going to be razor close. I think this will be one of the top topics around the Nuggets all year. And while I don't think it'll become a negative distraction, like I could see, you know, one more week left in all-star voting and Murray's taking 34 shots a game for the last four games, just trying to have the and, moment. And like, <laughs> and like looking us in the eyes like, I'm just playing my game. I'm just playing my game. Yes, he's just jacking like, 15, man, go 16 threes a we're, game. We're into it. <laughs> um, so, but I think it's going to be one of the top storylines. And going through this, I'm like, dude, it is so razor close. Yeah. I, I get that. I just I I think that last year and every year that what came before last year was just full of like innate doubt in everything that is Nuggets. Like no one gave them credit. They played for the Nuggets. You can easily just brush it off, not pay attention. And like this is the year of the flowers. Like this is the year where now people are going to look at the Nuggets differently, and they're going to give them. Do you feel a that bump. way about Pascal Siakam? <clears throat> you have to remember the Nuggets are the Raptors, and I would say I, I would say that I felt that way about the Raptors, like. The, but the, Pascal Siakam, we're talking about. But Jamal I, yeah, Murray. I think that, no, I think that it was widely regarded that Pascal Siakam was a superstar after that run. When before he was just kind of like, a, oh yeah, Pascal. Siakam, like, I don't even did, know if he, he's thought of as a superstar. But now. he's kind of like his. The the team has fallen off, and it's taken with him. Like this is actually oh, kind like of, he went like this, this is actually like down. kind of proves my point. Like there is a a rocket ship of NBA respect and like if you're on it there are some teams that you just you get it if you're the Lakers if you're just in these places that you get talked about a lot but when teams get talked about they get voted for yeah. you know and like now the Raptors aren't talked about so he's like falling out of the spotlight and here's the other thing how much this factors into any individuals on any side of the fence vote I don't know but it is a showcase game and what Jamal Murray did across 20 games in the playoffs showcase showed up showed out like not just oh sure, the sure, numbers sure, sure, are sure. great like have this three there's nothing you can do about it and it was the lakers and you all saw yeah, it yeah take that shy on the way out well yeah take that that three Shay. on the way out <laughs> all right let's take a break on the other side most ethical champions ah, oh, this is misleading dude. but no Best way, slash most ethical. Just to, yeah, just to benefit, just to make it clear, we won the title the right way. No one else has. <laughs> we'll figure out who did it, almost like we did. Allow us to explain <laughs> to you. I can explain this to you with my full chest and, and full honesty. Breckenridge Brewery is the official uh, beer. What an ethical of brewer. DMVR. Fun fact: I found a Palisade Peach out in my California travels. You did. Do you know what I did? 
I ordered it and I drank it. Let's it's delicious, go. Dion. Well, that's actually kind of sad. You should branch out when you're traveling. Yeah, I know. I'm like, there's no cameras. The sponsors don't even know. You're like, I'm going to have McDonald's and Breckenridge. They don't check my receipts. But I did have a Palisade Peach. Do you know why? Because it's delicious. Let's and if you want to know where Palisade to find peach is delicious. Palisade Peach or any Breckenridge brewery beer, check out the Breck Beer Locator or the easiest way, in my humble opinion. Let's go. You come to the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York, where we served a delicious variety of the Breckenridge Brewery goodness. Check them out. They're our friends. Let them be uh, your beer providers as well. Speaking of friends, oh my goodness, folks, it's hot out. You may not be doing the best job hydrating or just thinking about your overall physical wellness. And that's why you got to check out our friends at IV Nutrition of the Washington Park location. IV Nutrient Therapy works on a foundational level by safely directly delivering vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients directly to the body. And by the way, did we mention they're big Nuggets fans over there? So... I always say if you have to make small talk, make it about the Denver Nuggets, your NBA champions. Mm, that's the biggest small talk. Memberships are free, and 100% of your membership fee is applied to services of your choosing. Services include wellness, blood testing, and consultations, intramuscular injections with vitamin formulas, express lunch break drip, hydration drips, and more. Stop by the Wash Park location on the corner of Alameda and Downing. Anyone who mentions DNVR when they come in will receive 50% off. That's half off, folks. Their first IV nutritional drip. Call 720-259-4404 for more information. Let's go. Alrighty, back here, segment three, and we're going to have a little fun here. It's part of our Bet365 weekly top five. We're going to try to find the most top five most ethical champions post-Jordan era, so starting in 99. Now here, guys, we have a bit of a system. What are we grading this? What does it mean, Adam, to be an ethical champion? Great well, question, Adam. <laughs> we're going to grade this on, number one, entertainment style of play. You know, okay. that James Harden iso ball. Is that ethical? It's a team sport, man. You just stand around the perimeter and Unethical. Do this. Unethical. It's just not, Unethical. It's not exciting. Nobody's going back and watching highlights of the old Rockets. You know, Dude, you if, win, you, but if, you're, if half of your uh, strategy is just to run into the into the lane. Drawing fouls. Drawing fouls. Oh. The least ethical way to play basketball. So, so true. I'm glad you. Uh, ethically assembled. Was yep. this just like, you know, yep. like nobody forced their way there. You didn't, didn't just like, show up with daddy's deep pocket and start buying a bunch of it stuff. You didn't just buy a bunch of stuff. You know what you did? You did the hard way. Ethical. Teamwork, ethically, man. And then lastly, were there epic performances, great moments, games, players rising to the challenge? Will we remember you? Will we remember you? Mm, we're gonna go through. Ethics. Okay. We're gonna go through every one, and you're just gonna tell me whether you eliminate them from contention okay. or add them, and then we'll sort them at the very end. 1999 lockout year. Very hasty season. Maybe the least real season, real season <laughs> in the history does, of the NBA. Tough argument. <laughs> the Spurs win over the Knicks. Uh, how were the Spurs constructed? Let's hold start. on, hold a second. It doesn't matter. They, yeah, they tanked. They got. They okay. tanked. And they, got, they got. They got Here's the thing. <laughs> that is the number one least real title, and I'm not taking it because it is real. I'm just saying it's the least real, with the bubble being slightly more real. Only slightly more. Only slightly more. I, can we clip that? <laughs> just saying. Adam Mara's on realness. You don't, you don't take anything away from them. I don't take anything away from sure, them. I'm sure. just, just saying. Their, just their ethical. Just their, just their access <laughs> to the ethical club. Let me just, everybody agrees on this, by the yeah, way. It no, sounds no. controversial. Let That's me just what ask this segment is all Vote. about. <laughs> Would it have made the Nuggets championship this year better or worse if it happened in a lockout shortened season worse. and where there were back to back to back games, worse. It would make it worse. It That's my point. Right. You're right. You're of course right. 2000, the Lakers defeated the Pacers 4 2. Uh, give us more back. I don't, the I Lakers don't have had a these, nice just, game seven win over the Blazers, a really great Blazers team. They came back in the fourth down like 17. How was the team constructed? Who, who well, was on this team? More, some, uh, I mean, it's the Lakers. Unethical. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, take them out. On you, you just take them out for that reason? Well, I, I need to know. Like, uh, the, did they build through I'll the draft? This. I did think they, it was the most Did ethical. they benefit from a very suspicious trade? Yeah, did they, they? kind of did. <laughs> Get out of here. 2001 Lakers <laughs> dominant. They beat the 76ers. They go 16-1. and one. Lots of highlights nonstop. They were dominant. Um, again, same ethical assembly, but style of play. Scores extremely high. Epic performances from start to finish. I think my biggest issue with these ones are the jerseys. That's the thing. It's that that's the Lakers. I don't know if these are actually unethical chips. I don't believe that the Lakers have shown that they are able to create an ethically 
sourced. So squad. any Lakers one is not going to be. What they started off, they were like, okay, we're going to build the right way. We got D'Lo, we got Barry and Ingram. We what? We could have who? Anthony Davis. Get the hell out of here. All right. Nothing ethical. You're right. New rule. Lakers championships don't count. Oh Ethicless. man, 2002 Lakers <laughs> over the Nets. Uh, that was the one where they stole from Donaghy's all over this one. Oh they stole God. it from the Kings. That's this is horribly unethical. Horribly unethical. This actually is criminal. This is it's a criminal de- one. It's, yeah. de- it's deeper than not ethical. I do feel. I do feel like you could maybe make a case for two thousand Lakers. It was somewhat organic. Like the Lakers had been in like a decades long slump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, but do we have on. to? Two thousand three nope. Spurs. Here. Here's the problem. Arguably the most boring of all the Spurs teams that ever matter. happened. Listen. Ethics does not. I, I disagree with entertainment. That. Is, I don't think they think that's ethical. Ethical to me is were you constructed in a way? Were did this championship come together in a way that you can't say like that was a little outside the box or the, that was a little outside of the realm? Here's, of the, here's where the ethics the come into it. If every team <laughs> played like the 2003 Spurs, you would not be a basketball fan. I mean, I'm barely a basketball fan. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's like a team in football that wins like nine to six and was just dominant. They all yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2015 Broncos. 2023, 2024 Broncos. Oh, yeah, the, the championship Broncos. Which, by the way, the least enjoyed title. Dude, oh, all I'm telling you, I did right not even until. enjoy that one. Yeah. I would not have watched that. On the last day of the season, I was like, we're in first place? They, were, <laughs> they rate really high on the ethical scale, but they just were too boring. 2004 Pistons. Same thing, man. I will say this, though. No, it's extremely ethical. But it was incredibly also ethical. It was also it dope was that they beat dope. the Lakers when everyone predicted. Bro, that would have been like. This the, might be. This, if this not, is one of the ethical teams. This is the. Okay. Yeah, dude. That's ethical city. Detroit. So we're putting ethical the 2000, 2004 <laughs> Pistons on our list. That's us. Denver's ethical city, dude. Uh, 2005, the Spurs defeated the Pistons in what was arguably the greatest horrible finals ever. None of the games were close. The, the last, except for the last one, which These was razor close. We never talk about it. They won ninety-two to eighty-eight, I think, in overtime <laughs> in games. So it was like a horribly boring. But one. they did, again, like I want, I want to play in a league where people win by doing the right things. They show they adhere to ethics. Yeah, but the they don't come through the plays part side of door. They don't. They they, this they is like it's a, all above the board. This is like two thousand three. There was John Cobbleman. What moral principle does boring play violate? Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm telling you because if see? everybody played boring, it would be bad for the league. If everyone played their style, you'd be like, you know what, this just isn't fun. I get that it's good and it works, but they invented hack a shack, right? Like. Come oh, on, man. Okay. All right, listen. Okay. Yeah. And it worked. Guess what? Really smart. Really held the offensive ratings down. not quite ethical. I'll, 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 I'll sell, he sold Two, me on that. 2006 but, Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade goes off. Donaghy also featured through this one. Lots bro. of free throws. I think Wade took 30 free throws in one game. <laughs> we simply can't include any Donaghy involved. It's like <laughs> top five. No, not in the list. They're out. 2007 Spurs b- defeat the Cavs. That 2017. Um, Eloy says he's forgetting what ethical means. It's because Adam is sullied the pops because we're destroying the Here's what ethical means. That's because it wasn't supposed to be ethical. He wanted to make it ethical because it would go more viral. There are things about. That's what happened. Well, that's unethical, what you just said. Uh, What business (laughs) ethics are, are you play the game the right way, the way it is described, the you use the tools that are given to you and you don't use outside advantage that uh, could be given to you about because you are located in a certain place, you have more money that comes from an, a, a The Spurs are going to make this list later the, on, man. Yeah, was, these early Spurs ones, though, so I just can't ethical. do it. No, I can't do it. 2008 Celtics beat the Lakers. <clears throat> Celtics beat the Lakers. To, to, oh, with the big three? Yeah, they this is swindled. Kevin, Kevin Garnett goes there. swindled yeah. Minnesota. The big three that uh, always seems to escape the super team allegations. They it's so really interesting. Well, and they kind of were like the first Not one. Ethical. Not ethical. Uh, unethical. 2009, <laughs> Lakers beat the Magic. Okay, well, we already, they every, beat the Nuggets, if though. You, if the first word is the they Lakers, the just... just Get, it out, Get them out of here. 2010, Lakers beat the Celtics. That was like a revenge one. There right. was some iconic This moments. is actually the best argument for a Lakers one. I, I would think, argue, too. 2010, Lakers. And this is Kobe kind of getting it done. I'm Not putting them on, I'm Kobe, them on the list, guys. I'm doing it. I it think was they a, might be on the list. I, I, it sucks. I hate the Lakers. They'll get eliminated later on, but I'm going to put them. I have to. They're going to call us too biased. Who else was on that team? Pau Gasol. How'd they Ron get Pau Gasol? How'd they get Pau Gasol? Through super... 
to a trade. Uh, a very curious trade. Was it curious? Yes. Why? It was definitely a horrendous it trade. Was, uh, because they got it was, Mark Gasol out of it. It was actually great. You're right, you're right, you're right. But it wasn't projected that way. It was clearly like, everyone was like, what is happening here? Yeah. If there, if there's a moment where everyone's like, what is happening? You're like, for the Nuggets, for example, last year, everyone was like, how did they get KCP? All right, here's the best one. In 2010, you know what else happened? The super team era began in earnest. Oh, my God. LeBron James goes over to Miami, but loses to yeah. Dallas Mavericks. Who are yes. Dirk Nowitzki, oh, who had suffered for this years. This is the height of ethical. They must are, be the most ethical title ever won. It was such an it ethical title. Be. It honestly might 2012, be. the Heat defeat the Thunder. Okay. It's not bad, but it's not up there. I mean, uh, whatever. No, it wasn't that great. That was the Heatles. Like, the Heatles yeah, aren't ethical. Uninspiring. 2013, Heatles beat the Spurs. Unethical. 2014, <laughs> the Spurs, who barely lost oh, by a just a one. hair. Ethical. They come back and play the most beautiful basketball ethical. I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely ethical. The all-time single-season revenge tour ever. The, really, really Absolutely an all-timer. Absolutely ethical. Built, uh, through their, built from their own bootstraps. Second uh, round draft picks and undrafted players extremely ethical 2015 warriors homegrown very ethical very ethical New style very play ethical. i will tell very you one ethical. thing though hold on Iguodal is the one sort of not so ethical piece there well but i mean that's not he yeah he's too right. small of a part though like, yeah yeah, really, yeah yeah no that was a little that was ethical well it was he, not perfect Iguodala himself his actions very unethical. Yeah. No, but it's a good, this is a great title. It's a great ethical title. It is. 2016 Cavs. <laughs> breaks the curse. Beats the Warriors that won Cleveland. 73 games. 3-1 comeback. The Warriors, you're talking Pretty about ethical. smuggets, the Warriors went too far. Like, they became too smug. Yeah. And the Cavs kind of And listen, man, this is, this is right before... LeBron becomes fully insufferable. You're right. This was the last good LeBron season. He comes season. back to Cleveland. You're he actually so right. wins for them. Yeah, I think he wins for them. Is, it, is that an ethical move to go back to Cleveland? He kind of stacked the deck. Like, was it ethical? <sighs> we have to, this is the determining factor. I'm putting it on the list, but I don't know if it's going to make the top five. Uh, okay. We're going 2017, right, 2018 Warriors. Off the least ethical oh, titles in the history again, of titles. Criminal. Criminal, criminal, criminal title. titles. <laughs> 2019 Toronto Raptors. Um, Ethical. Why? They did. They did win a. They don't win that series if the Warriors are healthy. Because they. <laughs> Great point. They That's a don't. huge point. Because they built that team by making a very tough decision, trading one of their cornerstones that they cultivated. Yeah, they killed their child, though, man. DeMar but they, but was they, 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 they did this in the right way. You they have traded to, their child for a more beautiful child. But at some point, you have to kill your child. Like you have yeah. to trade. You have to trade Gary. You have to. You, you don't. I'd like you don't to have kids, right? right? Eric, just to be clear, you don't have any kids, right? That's so funny. Well, I don't need any more. We won the title, didn't we? <laughs> but the point is, like, oh. we, we maybe shouldn't say wow. kill. Your, we shouldn't say never, kill your child. Never look below the. But you the have there. to, at a certain point, make a tough decision because you built a team in such a way, and you have to make a tough decision You're to get the, the last on there. place. Bi biblically, the last biblically speaking, Eric might be correct. <laughs> yeah, biblically speaking, you're right. Um, the Lakers in 2020, that one that happened in a bubble. Do you guys remember that one? Do you guys remember that series in the bubble? Where I they, gotta yeah. be honest, it's like it's so uninspiring. It's so unethical. I just man. don't Are you care. Me? About Nobody it. cares. And and that, unless the came, Nuggets had won it, but then it, it also came been. because. Whatever. Do you remember KCP saying that they practiced when they weren't supposed to be? Completely cheated the system. Twenty twenty one, Bucks beat the Suns. Ethical. Yeah, this is ethical. Man. Ethical. Yeah, I agree. That was an ethical title. Giannis had to make free throws to ethical. win it, which he needed to do. Like ethical. you know, that was very ethical. Also, they beat the Suns. Ethical. Delicious. So, so ethical. That was delicious more Imp than important. Ethical. Yeah, you know? that was <laughs> important. 2022, the Warriors beat the Celtics. They beat the Nuggets en route to it. Can't count it. Well, but were the Warriors still ethical? They no longer had Kevin Durant, correct? No. Were they back to their ethical ways? I think they were. I believe that that title was ethical. I do too, actually. Gosh, I actually love that that title happened. Me too. Because it's. To, for them to get another one without KD is yeah, like, all right. It really invalidates the KD yeah, one. So yeah. It was like they, they, they had been rehabilitated from their criminal ways. And then the Nuggets beating the Heat. I mean, come on, guys. The arguably. most ethical title ever won. All right, <laughs> let's take our final break. On the other side, we're going to rank these because it is the top five. We're going to have to rank Ooh. them. 
The Bet365 Top 5, what will it be? <laughs> that Denver Nuggets title is so ethical oh that I God. do not recommend looking directly at it unless you have a pair of shady rays. Oh, it's so ethical. Future so be- ethical, any change. It's just so <laughs> ethical, you can't look directly at it. Um, and it's important to protect your eyes when life gets all bright and ethical. It's also important to look good. It's also, in my important, very my opinion very important not to pay too much for sunglasses because they sit on your face sometimes you lose them sometimes you break them sometimes you realize they make your face look worse than you thought that's which, a guy that doesn't value the the vision of his face but with shady rays you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days because there's just no risk when you shop their team always has your back and exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use code dnvr for 50 percent off whoa 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people and do not, do not stare at that Nuggets title directly. No. Backus and Shanker. If you do, uh, if you do, you might get hurt. <laughs> Tie them together. I love it. And uh, then you can call Backus and Shanker. They probably won't help you because you did it to they're yourself. Like, they're like, hold on. Did you look at the Nuggets title? Did, they're like, we can't help you. Wasn't there a warning? But if you do <laughs> get hurt and it's not your fault, Backus and Shankus are there to help. They win for Colorado families. They've been doing that for more than 25 years. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. And they have not charged their clients until they've won them that money. That's what they do. It's free to speak with them. It is free to... Uh, to enlist their services and if they win that money for you then they'll charge you once they make sure you're taken care of they've got more locations serving all of colorado right now including neighborhood offices in denver aurora englewood and fort collins call backus and shanker at 222-2222 if you forget that it's the number two it is palisade peach season isn't it this it is like when they harvest a Let's go, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're a little... It's not quite yet. A little it's early. A little it's early. a little early. September. Palisade peach season coincides with football kickoff. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, you go, you buy a box of semi-ethical peaches from a farmer. Actually, incredibly ethical Very peaches. Very ethical peaches. From a farmer at a gas station, and then your home is full of fruit flies for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Good story there. Um, all right. We have a list. By my Palisade. This by my count, Alyssa, we have a list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 teams that have made the final cut. We've got to cut this into the top five presented by Bet365. A top five. This is going to be unbelievably difficult. Unbelievably Thank difficult. Thank God it's not top 365. That would be daunting. I'm going to go ahead and boring. say the 2011 Mavericks to me are... Easily in this list. Yes. I think it would be insane to take them off. I think they are for sure going to be a finalist. I don't know where yet. No question. Who would you recommend as the next most ethical champion? Bucks. No. No way. No I don't know. way. Oh. Wait, hang on. I'm allowed to take the Denver Nuggets, right? Well, I mean, what's the least ethical thing the Nuggets did in route to this title? They waited on Jamal to get healthy. They didn't trade him. Like They, they kick him to the curb. They made Michael Mary. Porter Jr.? Stuck they made nary an unethical step. What's the? Mo- you don't think there was a single unethical thing they did in the entire thing? I'm 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 waiting for that answer. Tim Conley side door exit. Maybe that. Maybe that's it. But that's like a. I mean, maybe not. But that Tim, just I cost Tim, him. I guess you know? actually, yeah. Tim Conley left. He didn't get. Yeah. Tell me, tell he me, just left. Tell You're me right. the unethical. You know the Nuggets are. I'm not saying did they're they, second. I'm just saying that they are the second one the to get nominated into the finals. Played? extremely ethical. I'm going to go to the 2014 Spurs for me. I think they belong there. They could have broken it up after coming up just short. They could have been disheartened. Tim Duncan was old, but somehow reinvented himself. They played the most beautiful passing game I've ever seen, including from the Nuggets. I think think on this list, I really do want to nominate the 04 Pistons. They beat the Lakers. They came out a little bit out of nowhere. And it's t- it's team, team ball. Game. It's one of the they're like the actual Atlanta Hawks example. They're like the Uber example of yes, there's they had better caliber players, but it's the five, the starting five. And they built it. They built they it. They built it. All they right. built it out of so, nothing, out of rubble. So you have the 2015 Warriors and the 2022 <laughs> Warriors. I think the 2015 Warriors are more ethical than the 2020. I agree. I just, I just the first time, the first, the first time one. as ethical as it gets. Yeah. So and then so we're, I'm not going to pencil them in yet. We're kind of going for this last one. We've got let's see, the 2010 Lakers. We just put in to not be biased. What about they're, the they're 1954 going out. Celtics? Do we know? We're only doing post Jordan. <laughs> um, so now we have the 2016 Cavs, 2019 Raptors, 2021 Bucks. The 2019 Raptors and 21 Bucks to me feel like the same team. You know, like they're yeah. kind of spiritually. It's 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 good for hoops. They won. 
I'm glad they won. I don't want to take anything away from them. I don't know if either are the most impressive runs I've seen. Impressive, not the word. Were they built in the right way? <laughs> Did they use the rules available to them and do it in a way that they can look at themselves in the mirror the next day? For a fan base that deserves it and all those things. Ethical. I'm going to be honest. I don't think any the, I don't think the 2016 Cavs, 2019 Raptors, or 2021 Bucks are more ethical than the 2015 Warriors. Oh, let me think about this. All, let's talk Warriors about Warriors invented a new Ch- way of playing. Chad wants us to consider the moving screens. From? The, every Warriors team that's ever been assembled. Draymond Green kicking people in the balls. There's oh some boy, of that. Oh, boy. That was not the first go-round, though. But the first Warriors Zaza title. Zaza was later. The first Warriors title does it they didn't. Me. They don't have any. The only curious Zaza addition. Zaza was 27, 2016. The only curious part about their construction was Andre Iguodala. But is that more curious than LeBron forcing his way to the Cavs and nope. trading it? Uh, yeah, there's no way. So Cavs are out. Even though they did win for a franchise yeah, that, that hasn't won forever. That was pretty unethical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have my LeBron glasses on for that one. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. He, he orchestrated a roster from another city <laughs> and then penned a letter yeah. to Sports oh, Illustrated. didn't even tell Pat Riley. Like, Pat Riley wasn't even in the loop. I don't even think he told Dwayne Wade. Not particularly Wade. ethical. All right, yeah. So right. you've got the 2015 Warriors, 19 Raptors, or 21 Bucks. I'm going uh, 15 Warriors. I'm going 15 Warriors. That's me too. I, they just were ethical. You know, what they became later, t- t- this would be an easy call it's, if it weren't for what they became. Did yeah. you either die a hero ethically or <laughs> l- play long enough to see yourself to become the unethical villain? <laughs> well, but in that's the Warriors they case, they went long enough to go all the way back to ethical again. All right. Bro. <laughs> so of these ones, I think the Warriors. I hate this word now. We have the Pistons, the Spurs, the Nuggets, and the Mavericks. All right. I have an idea for number one. Who is it? Uh, I'd probably if I could if I could look at it I would say the Denver Nuggets title. Can you make an honest case that it is more ethical than the 2011 Mavericks? Yes, I can. <sighs> the Mavericks suffered longer. The Mavericks beat did the they? Heatles team too. How did they suffer they did, longer? They did beat an evil Heatles team. Nuggets beat an evil Lakers, Lakers team, team and an evil Suns team. But I think that that I think that that Heatles but it wasn't team, in the finals. And it was their first year, and they did actually just walk through the East. And then they're coughing and making fun All of right, dirt. All right, fine. Listen, I, I put Nuggets at two. Fine. I, I do. Th- I actually think that's it. Do you think the Nuggets are the second most ethical team? I, I just can't poke a single hole in the way the Nuggets went about their uh, business. Ch- chat, actually, they mentioned poke the Monte. One. I will. They did tell Monte Morris they weren't going to trade him and then traded him, right? At least that that's seems not, to be the case from that's the outside. Not the, that's not. That, come on. I that's, mean, I don't think it's a cardinal sin, but you asked me to poke a single hole. I guarantee there's some there, there's something of that in that that man. I just don't know all of the specific details. Also, I just know I don't, sh- that that's like different. I think. And that framing, by the way, I don't want to. That's yeah. not like. I just yeah. know that Monte has talked about that. Yeah, uh, I would feel bad too if I got traded to the Wizards while everybody else got to celebrate a title. But suck, man. Yeah. Well, and I guess I, I there was some unethical behavior on Bones Island part. How d- d- demanding a trade? That was not the title run. But, but I'm was saying, he the Nuggets? No, he was not. Clearly, that's the not thing. The he was not. The, he was the non-champion Nuggets. He wasn't part of the champion Nuggets. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, the way Thomas Bryant was. <laughs> All right, so we got Mavs Nuggets. I think we're off to a good start. I think the 2014 Spurs were so ethical. Team, oh, team ball. We need, we need to answer. Like, you guys can at least admit that things fell right for the Nuggets this year. No, wait. No, I cannot. Fell they right be, for them. What? Dude, everybody said they were going to lose to the Lakers. They swept them. How did they, they fall right for them and that they were so much better than everybody else? I love it. it. I love Lake. That's such an East Coast take. Good job, Lakey Ball. How Good did job. It, how did it fall right for them? I don't understand. It, it fell right for us what? because they won the title and we still get to do the Fraud City thing because they oh, won. Yeah. So oh, won. you're right. Thanks, Lakey <laughs> Ball. Fraud City. So perfect. Fraud City. I don't even, but I don't even understand this I'm comment. telling you, like, the worst dynasty of all time. I can't wait. Who was the team? We just fell right for the dynasty, Who was the team we were supposed to play or the player? I mean, I admit playing an eight seed in the finals is ideal, but that's not our their fault, you know. Yeah. It's not ideal. It's, they're not an eight seed. They were the best team in the East. Sorry, yeah. and we know who to blame. Um, I think so. I think Spurs are three. Actually, man, the Warriors are up there for me. I think the Pistons to me might be the least of these five. The least of the top five. Eth- the least ethical of the most ethical. It's fine. Yeah. Listen, it's an honor to appear right. on this list. All right, you ready for this, Alyssa? Number one, we went with. The 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Oh, God, the most I hate to, put the Nuggets. Put the Nuggets. You, you have to, Look at this graphic. How can you make this graphic and have the 
None of the Nuggets beat the number one. No, they could be two. I think they could be two. Oh, I hate this. This list gains so much credibility oh, by us not putting the Nuggets one. Fine. <laughs> Even though we put this two. <laughs> I kind of do feel like with Eric, though, on this one, I'm like, they're so uh, close that we might as well just fudge it here, make it a funnier graphic. All right, yeah, dude, let's get You know what? Nuggets number one. 2023. Let's get this. 23 Nuggets. Let's, let's go, the, baby. Let's get the streets talking. You got to capitalize the Nuggets. The most ethical. Let's get the streets talking. They're going to be so mad. Uh, they're going to hear a lot about ethical basketball oh, I coming from Denver, Colorado for the rest People of the lives. People are getting canceled. Number two, 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Very ethical. Very ethical <laughs> indeed. Very ethical. Well, hold on. So Mark Cuban's going to win that ethical title, though? No, dude. This Dirk title is one of the greatest titles ever. It's a Dirk title. A Cuban just happened to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah He yeah, just yeah. happened to be could, there. Could, yeah. He was along for the ride. Um, so that's the, two, the 2011 the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, just Mavericks. Oh, they're okay. from Dallas. If you're wondering. Oh yeah. You got to change the color on every single one of these, huh? Super fun. That. Uh, number three, the 2014 Spurs. This is my second. This is my favorite non nuggets team. I think of all time, man. They played, I mean, Boris Diaw, Jokic before Jokic, <laughs> the guy who many people are saying should have been finals MVP in that series. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, uh, when you work with people long enough and then. You see their biases come out, and then you realize it's because they see themselves. One hundred percent. Brendan Vogt loves Faku. Uh, Adam Maras can't stop bloviating. Over. Devin Derrick Rose. I'm telling you, man. Uh, number four, <laughs> 2015 Dev does Warriors. Jump just like him. Yeah. 2015 Warriors. Ethical. They I can't might have believe. an argument for three. I'm not like married to it, but I just want to mention it now that we're looking at it. Here's what I will say. When the Warriors lost in Game 7 of the Finals, what did they do? Uh, when the Warriors lost in Game or, 7? Or, yeah, when they lost, what did oh, they do? They man. went out and got Kevin Durant. When the Spurs lost in Game 7 they of the said, Finals, what did they do? nobody's going anywhere. No one's going anywhere, We're running boys. this shit back. We're running it back. All right. Checkmate. 2004 Pistons, number five, rounding it out. <laughs> 2004 Pistons. I love it. <laughs> That's the hilarious list. It's All a right, great chat. list. I think it's a great list. I think it's a great list. You guys agree with us? Are we, have we been ethical in our assessment of these teams? Somebody said the Mavericks should be the number one. Get the hell out of here. Get Look out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging with us in a very fun Wednesday hump day edition of the DMVR oh, Nuggets podcast. Bro. The good news about it, we got two more shows, including tomorrow. Bro. We're going to be right back here. Oh, this, this show was dripping with ethics. It's so ethical. <laughs> Get out of here. Was it ethics or morals? Uh, it's ethics. My, those two are not exactly the same thing. They're not. No. Go and the show is <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I gave you the cue. Oh, get me out of here. <laughs>